Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the contents in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review reporting. Pope Francis named two new auxiliary bishops for the Archdiocese of Baltimore this week. Monsignor Adam J. Parker, current Vicar General and moderator of the Curia in Baltimore, and Monsignor Mark E. Brennan, pastor of St. Martin of Tours Parish in Gaithersburg in the Archdiocese of Washington. The appointments were announced December 5th in Washington by Archbishop Christophe Pierre, Apostolic Nuncio to the United States. At the same time, the Pope accepted the resignation of Bishop Dennis J. Madden, Auxiliary of Baltimore since 2005. Bishop Madden submitted his resignation on his 75th birthday in March 2015, as is the custom for bishops, but it was not accepted until the appointment of the new auxiliaries. Baltimore Archbishop William E. Lorry expressed his gratitude to the Holy Father for the appointment of the new bishops. A joyous day in the life of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. As you know, this morning, earlier in Rome, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, appointed two new auxiliary bishops for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. And I am pleased to present our two new bishops-elect, Bishop Adam Parker and Bishop-elect Mark Brennan. As you can see, uh, Pope Francis uh, gave the Archdiocese of Baltimore an early Christmas gift. Let's give Pope Francis a hand to thank him for these two bishops. The ordinations of the new bishops will be held January 19th at 2 p.m. at the Cathedral of Mary Our Queen in Homeland. The Archbishop encouraged everyone to pray for no snow that day. Bishop-designate Adam Parker was born in Cleveland, Ohio, but grew up in Severna Park. He spent a year at Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University in Blacksburg, Virginia, and received a bachelor's degree in communications from the University of Maryland College Park. He attended St. Mary's Seminary and University in Baltimore for a year before completing seminary studies at the Pontifical North American College in Rome, earning bachelor's and licentiate degrees in sacred theology from the Pontifical Gregorian University, also in Rome. Father Parker served as associate pastor of St. Peter Western Port and St. Michael Frostburg from 2001 to 2005. He was pastor of Church of the Ascension, Halethorpe, 2005 to 2007. In 2007, Cardinal William H. Keeler appointed then Father Parker as priest secretary to Archbishop Edwin F. O'Brien, who had just been appointed the 15th Archbishop of Baltimore, providing daily support to the Archbishop. In 2012, when Archbishop O'Brien was named Grand Master of the Equestrian Order of the Holy Sepulchre, based in Rome, and named a cardinal, Father Parker went with him as his secretary. Monsignor Parker returned to the Archdiocese in 2013 to become Vice Chancellor, and in July 2014 became Vicar General and Moderator of the Curia, 
managing day-to-day -day activities of the central services of the archdiocese, akin to a chief operating officer. A few days after learning of his appointment as a bishop, Monsignor Parker said getting the call from the nuncio rattled his nerves a bit. I was pretty stunned by it, I have to say. You know, I obviously there, there are always rumors out and speculation about auxiliaries. It's been two weeks, two years rather, that we've been waiting. And so, you know, you hear the rumors and you wonder, and, and at the same time, when that call comes and your life changes in the in an instant, really, just in the blink of an eye, I have to admit it took me a few moments where I just needed to sit down by myself here in the office and and consider and pray about what had just happened. Um, I knew that Archbishop Lori would clearly have been informed before I was, mm -hmm. and so it was my immediate inclination to want to go here in the building and find him. And so I did just that. When I walked out into the hallway, in fact, my assistant Cassandra mentioned that the Archbishop had come by the door he was looking for me, um, but saw that the door was closed. He probably knew I was on the phone at mm -hmm. that time. And then I walked into his office, and he was standing there, and he looked at me, and he said, Your Excellency, my brother, congratulations, and gave me a big hug. Both new bishops planned to make a spiritual retreat before the ordination, January 19th. The main thing that I would take a, a five-day retreat mm -hmm. so that I can find myself spiritually prepared for that ordination. Some may know that it's, it's a requirement for ordinations, diaconate, priesthood, and the episcopacy to take a retreat before receiving ordination. And that's a, a significant moment to ensure that, hey, Lord, what are you calling me to do now? I've said often that my prayer throughout my priesthood has been, thy will be done which is, by the way, the leading candidate for Episcopal Mafia. Um, haven't nailed that down completely yet, but I'm strongly considering it. And, and that's what I've tried to pray since the moment I was ordained, because my ordained ministry has included so many surprises, mm -hmm. joyful surprises, but real surprises. Bishop-designate Parker will remain the Vicar General and moderator of the Curia, but his duties will change now that he will be a bishop. Now, of course, in addition to my role as vicar general, as a vicar bishop, I would have the opportunity to do confirmations, right. as well as other parish celebrations where, where a bishop might be invited. Um, and have my, my real desire is to have a real pastoral presence in the archdiocese, in addition to my role here as vicar general and moderator of the Curia. And by that, I mean making visits to parishes, celebrating Sunday Masses in parishes throughout the Archdiocese. Um, as I said, celebrating Confirmation, which I'm really excited about doing, and also engaging my relationship with my brother priests at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. I asked the new bishop what his hopes and dreams are now, and what goes through his mind when he sits and gets a chance to listen to the Lord. First and foremost, it would be living out my baptismal call as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I think that's first and foremost, hopefully for all of us as baptized Christians. Now, as a bishop, I'll have the opportunity to accompany God's people in a new and different way than I have up to the point of January 19th, 
which is very exciting to me, especially at this moment where we as an archdiocese are really endeavoring to undergo a missionary conversion. And that applies to all of us. I would wholeheartedly include myself there. And we're talking about envisioning how we do discipleship in a different way. And not just that we are disciples, but that we are missionary disciples, which means that we use the gifts of the Holy Spirit to make disciples. And that that's what I'm really focusing on most right now is, you know, for for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit has guided the Holy Father to choose me to be a bishop, a successor to the apostles. And I take a lot of comfort in the fact that Jesus chose as his collaborators men who were who were not known for their skills or their <laughs> abilities or their knowledge, but they were simple men, they were sincere men who had open hearts and they wanted to follow wherever the Lord would lead them. And after his ascension, they did their level best to carry out his commission to go and teach all nations and to go and make disciples. As frightened as they were, as, as, as anxious as they were absolutely. at that time. And, and as ill-equipped as they felt. But remember, it was the Holy Spirit that guided them. It was the Holy Spirit that inspired them what to say and what to do. And that's, that's what I'm aspiring to at this point. I think it's the Holy Spirit that qualifies us for whatever it is we might do, for whatever ministry we might have. And I'm sincerely praying that the Holy Spirit would likewise qualify me to undertake this new office. At a press conference December 5th about the appointments, Bishop-designate Parker said being a priest has brought him joy. When I first answered the call to priesthood many years ago, I could not yet fathom the joys and experiences that ordained ministry would bring. During my years, I've had the opportunity to walk alongside God's people in all kinds of situations, in moments of joy and sorrow, and striving more than anything to daily live out my baptismal call as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now I have the blessing of accompanying God's people in a new way, through service as a bishop and successor to the apostles. I'm very much looking forward to continuing to walk the path of personal conversion along with the faithful of the Archdiocese of Baltimore as we strive to be missionary disciples and to live out our baptismal call every day. It's hard for me to put into words just how much I am looking forward to this. Bishop-designate Parker said he has chosen as his Episcopal motto Go teach all nations. When we come back after the break, we will hear from Bishop-designate Mark Brennan, the other new bishop for Baltimore. I'm Christopher Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home 
every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review talking about the new auxiliary bishops for Baltimore, who were announced December 5th. Monsignors Adam Parker and Mark Brennan will join Archbishop William Lurie in serving the people of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, which covers most of the state of Maryland. Mark Edward Brennan was born February 6, 1947 in Boston. He attended public elementary and junior high schools before attending St. Anthony's High School in Washington, D.C. He received a bachelor's degree in history in 1969 from Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. He studied for the priesthood at Christ the King Seminary, then in Allegheny, New York, for one year before attending the Pontifical North American College in Rome, earning a bachelor's degree in sacred theology and a master's in pastoral theology from the Pontifical Gregorian University in Rome. He was ordained to the diaconate May 10, 1973 in Rome. He served diaconal assignments at Our Lady Queen of Peace Parish in Washington, St. Aloysius Parish in Leonardtown, and St. John Parish, Clinton, 1975-76 for the last one. He was ordained a priest of the Archdiocese of Washington by then Archbishop William W. Baum, May 15, 1976. He served as parochial vicar, associate pastor in our Archdiocese, at Our Lady of Mercy in Potomac, 1976-1981, St. Pius X in Bowie, 1981 to 85, and St. Bartholomew, Bethesda, 1986 to 88. During that time, he spent 14 months in 1985 and 1986 studying Spanish language and culture, principally in the Dominican Republic and Colombia. He also speaks French. Bishop Designate Brennan served for 10 years as Director of Priestly Vocations for the Archdiocese of Washington from 1988 to 1998. He then served as pastor of St. Thomas Apostle, Washington, 1998 to 2003, before taking on his current assignment at St. Martin of Tours in Gaithersburg 
in June 2013. In an interview a few days after he learned of his appointment, he said he was shocked to get the call from the Apostolic Nuncio. You know, at my stage of life, and uh, what I would consider, you know, you know a modest, you know, uh, modest attainments in the priesthood, uh, I, I was certainly not expecting to be named a, a bishop by Pope Francis or anyone else. You know? So, uh, really, I mean, just really took me completely by surprise. Bishop-designate Brennan said he hopes to bring to his ministry in Baltimore a love for immigrants. Even when I was in college, I focused some of my studies as an American history major on the experience of immigrants. Mm. At that time, it was the Italian, the Irish, and the Polish. Of course, my people go back just a few generations. Um, and now, I'm, as, a, as a priest, especially the last uh, 25 years or so, I've really uh, found, uh, the or 30 years, uh, that I'm experiencing what I studied about, you know, as a young college guy. Um, and try, you know, you try your best to help them adapt appropriately to this country, work through the typical problems that immigrants have, adjusting to a new language, a new climate, a new culture, you know, all kinds of things, and then contribute the good things that they bring to this, this country, which is still a culture in formation. We're not, it's not a rigid culture. It's still one very much in formation, so the immigrants can have their impact uh, everything from food to clothing to, you know, how politics is conducted and so on, you know, and the church very much so. He also talked about immigrants at the press conference December 5th. I have a special uh, regard for and love for our immigrants from Latin America in particular, but uh, many other parts of the world. I served for almost a year as the pastor of the Korean parish, St. Andrew Kim, in the Archdiocese of Washington. We have in St. Martin's a large contingent of African immigrants. We started a French mass almost 11 years ago because I was hearing confessions and acts of contrition in French, which I'd studied in high school. So we uh, stepped out and said, well, we ought to have a French mass sometime. So we did, once a month, then became twice a month. Now it's every Sunday. And uh, high school French has had to rev up a bit, but you know, anyway, we do it. Uh, so uh, the immigrants add so much to our country and to our church. They bring, they're, they're younger, by the way, they're having families. They bring energy, enthusiasm, a great love for the Lord, a love for family life. There are many problems, difficulties they, they have to work through, but there are people, and the church has to reach out to them, as the Archbishop said. We need to draw them closer to the heart of Christ and the heart of the church. And they, in turn, will enrich, enrich the life of our church and of our country. They deserve our support, our love, and our defense when they're attacked. Bishop-designate Brennan said that while he's no stranger to Baltimore, if people find that he doesn't know something about the archdiocese that they think he should know, he hopes they'll tell him so he can learn.
I was really expecting to, you know, just stay where I am as long as I have the health and stamina until, you know, whenever either the Lord would call me home or the Archbishop of Washington would say, you're done there and, and retire. At the press conference, Archbishop Lurie took some time to thank Bishop Dennis Madden, whose resignation as a bishop was accepted by Pope Francis December 5th. Although Bishop Madden submitted his resignation on his 75th birthday more than 20 months ago, as is the custom for bishops, the Pope would not accept that resignation until the new auxiliary bishops were in place. And the Archbishop pointed out that Bishop Madden will remain active. You probably also saw in the announcement that uh, the Holy Father accepted today uh, the resignation of Bishop Dennis Madden. Um, and uh, of course, during these past years, we have been very, very blessed uh, by the bishops um, dedicated loving service in our midst but uh, sort of the way I, I'm looking at this is as long as he takes his one-a-day vitamin tablets and as long as he has Wheaties for breakfast uh, I see no reason why he should not continue to serve the Archdiocese of Baltimore especially our urban parishes uh, with that same love and dedication and skill that he has always manifested. Uh, I've known Bishop Madden even before I came to Baltimore, and since I've been here these past four and a half years, uh, I have uh, really seen firsthand time and time again uh, what a good, loving pastoral heart is supposed to be like. And that's what Bishop Madden has. So uh, we will still be working together. God has given me great co-workers. He has given all of us great co-workers. So let's express our love, our appreciation to Bishop Madden. After the press conference, the bishops designate can celebrate a mass with the Archbishop, as well as Bishop Madden, in the undercroft of the Baltimore Basilica. Also concelebrating were Monsignor James W. Hannon and Father William Foley of the Archdiocesan Office of Clergy Personnel. In his homily that day, Archbishop Lurie noted that Advent is a season of waiting. I guess you might say the Archdiocese of Baltimore has been going through a very long Advent, he said, as it has waited nearly two years for the bishops to be appointed. And he added, let me say, it was worth the wait. The new bishops will be ordained January 19th at 2 p.m. at the Cathedral of Mary Our Queen in Homeland. For more information about the new auxiliary bishops, visit us on the web at archbalt.org and at catholicreview.org. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review. You're listening to Catholic Baltimore. The season of sacraments is nearly here. First Holy Communion, Confirmation, and Weddings. Visit the Baltimore Basilica, America's first cathedral, and stop by the gift shop for all of your gift needs. From beautiful frames to crucifixes and crosses, statues and one-of-a-kind rosaries, the Basilica gift shop has it all. Friendly, knowledgeable staff members can help you select the perfect gift. Also available, Baltimore's very own Mouth Party Caramels locally designed hand-painted signs and jewelry, plus gifts for Easter as well as an extensive line of St. Patrick's Day items sure to bring out the Irish in everyone. 
visit the Basilica Gift Shop at 409 Cathedral Street in Baltimore or call 410-727-3565 for hours and directions. Free street parking available directly in front of the Basilica between 9.30 and 4 p.m. For over 200 years, the Archdiocese of Baltimore's Catholic schools have welcomed families of all faiths, providing generations of students with an academically excellent value-based education taught in a Christ-centered environment. With a 99% graduation rate, the highest in the nation, and a 98% college attendance rate, Catholic school graduates are better prepared to succeed in college and beyond. But Catholic schools offer more than an education. They offer tradition, family, faith, and the opportunity for students to grow as individuals and as future leaders in their community. Discover these and other benefits of a Catholic school and learn more about why Catholic schools are an unparalleled value in education in the Baltimore region. Call 1-800-5-CATHOLIC or visit www.archbalt.org. Catholic Schools, a place to grow. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.